1: We are so thrilled to have you with us today for Jesus, the healer, because the word always thrills us and I know it thrills you. I love something that dad Hagen would say to us. He would say, it's when you get thrilled with the word that it works for you. Why, why is that true? Because when you're thrilled, you're interested. Oh, yes,
0: that's right. That's right.
1: And, uh, you know, it's our job to be thrilled. It's not God's job to thrill us. It's our job to choose to be thrilled at his word and the word thrills us. I know it thrills you. And so it works for us. Amen. We don't treat it casually. We're not dismissive toward it. It is, it is the foundation of our whole life. Amen. And so we've been talking about faith Go back, watch previous episodes. I say this every time, but there's so much that we've said previously. We want you to get hold of. And we're talking about this, uh, the flow of our faith in the fo- in the foundation of our spiritual life. It must be in place. That faith must be in place yeah. to have a sure, strong foundation. Why? So the things can be built on our foundation. Yeah. Yeah, right. Amen. Yes. The plan of God can be built and come to pass in our lives. Uh, we're looking at Jude and there's only one chapter in Jude, but we're looking at verse, verses, verse three. And, uh, we're going to go back there today. It reads beloved. When I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write to you and exhort you. Look at this. I'm exhorting you. Uh Meaning this is important. I'm exhorting you that you should earnestly contend for the faith. You earnestly contend that there is a faith. We should ever be co- becoming more robust in our faith, more skillful in our faith, stronger in our faith. Why? Because that is, that's how we conduct business with heaven. And it's how he is able to fulfill his highest and his best in our life is through faith. So the more our faith is able to cooperate with God, the more he can do in us, through us and for us. Amen. 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 So we earnestly contend for the faith, meaning this, no one floats into strong faith. No no. No one floats into skillful faith. You get there because you earnestly contended. Earnestness shows us really, you have to be interested. You have to be interested. You have to be interested in the health of your faith. You have to be interested, is my faith producing what it should be producing? Is it receiving what it should be receiving? Is it laying hold of what it should be laying hold of? And so uh, we have to be interested that the condition of our faith is ever growing, ever increasing. This is what Paul said. He said, uh, he said, you have a, your, your faith is ever growing. You have an ever-increasing faith. Well, thank God for that. They were interested in the condition of their faith. Then it says earnestly, but then it says contend, meaning this: there's opposition. And if we're not interested in getting past opposition, we won't. If we just kind of lay down to circumstances, if we just kind of let let ever whatever will be will be. That, that first of all, that's that's against. That's against the life God authored for us. Right. We don't put up with whatever will be, will be. Right. <laughs> that's right. yes. we, we, we receive what God says, period. Yes. And uh, so that means that's not open for whatever flow comes along and wants to populate our life. We don't let it. Yes. Yes. Because we're contending yes. for the highest flow, the flow that faith brings us into. And so that's what we've been starting with in these past episodes. Then we've been going on to Romans chapter 4, verse 17. We invite you to get your Bible, get a notepad and take notes and follow along with us. So it's Romans 4, verse 17 reads, God speaking about Abraham. He said, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed. Even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And look at this, and being not weak in faith. So you can have a faith that's weak.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But Abraham's faith wasn't weak right. yeah, that's right. because it says being not weak in faith. So what did he have? He had strong faith. If he didn't have weak faith, he had strong faith. So what did strong faith do? He considered not his own body now dead. Meaning this, he did not take his counsel from his body. He took his counsel from what God said to him. So uh, you can hear what your body says. You can feel what your body says. But your body is not to have the last word. What God says is to trump what your body tells you. So this is what strong faith does. It considers not its own body. Now notice, it tells us the condition of Abraham's Mm -hmm. body when he was considering not his own body. What condition was? It was now dead, meaning unable to produce a child. It was not able to produce and Abraham didn't did not factor that in.
0: Right. Right. He considered
1: not. Yes. He did not calculate that as a problem.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. He did
1: not calculate that as an issue that would dismiss him from being the father of many nations. Yes. Yes. He would yes. not factor that in to his to his believing. Yes. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old. So his body said, you're dead. Mm-hmm. Unable to produce a child, mm-hmm. and then the calendar said, sure. "You're a hundred years old." Yeah. So he had things around him and things present in his own body that he could feel that would say, "This isn't going to come to pass." But strong faith doesn't consider what it feels. Oh, okay. Strong faith doesn't pay attention to the calendar. Yes. Yes. If you're going to be calendar ruled, you'll quit with your faith. Uh, if you're going to be clock ruled, uh-huh. you'll quit with your faith. Meaning wow. this, measuring how long, yeah. why is it not happening? Yeah. How long do is it going to take before this happens? Strong faith considers not. Right. It doesn't consider the calendar. It doesn't consider the clock. Why? If Abraham would have considered the calendar, he would have never become Papa. He was a hundred years old. And the calendar told him this isn't going to happen. He didn't consider his own body and he didn't care what the calendar said. That's so good. Amen. Don't don't consider what the calendar says when the devil says, Oh, you've already bypassed your opportunity to move with God into this. Don't consider the calendar. God is above time. He, yeah. His realm is eternity. Yeah. Yeah. He, he deals with us based on eternity. Yeah. So uh, well, ignore the calendar. Ignore, yeah. ignore the clock. Yeah. Say, well, Pastor Nancy, I've been believing for a long time. Well, I will say this. When we've been believing, we should see progress.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: That's right. yep. Amen. Don't keep believing for years and years and there'll be no progress. Yes. But I'm yes. trying yes. to tell you, if, if there's no progress over a long period of time, you need to check what road you're on. Uh Uh Because if you're driving and driving and driving on a particular road and you never arrive at the city you're headed for, you're on the wrong road. Go back and check what needs to be corrected. Uh But other than that, don't let... The the reasonings of the mind say, well, how long is it going to take for all this to happen? How long before the money comes? When you're on the right road, stay on the right road. Because if you get off the right road, you don't reach where you were headed. True, amen. And don't consider the calendar. This is what Abraham didn't calculate. I'm 100 years old. It won't happen for me. Uh Strong faith ignores
0: Ignores.
1: what would disqualify it.
0: So it says, And
1: being not weak in faith, Abraham considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet, look at this, neither yet, or he didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb. So what do we know about Sarah's womb? It was dead. It was unable to carry a child. But he didn't consider his own body, and he didn't consider the body of someone else. Now, when you're believing God for a miracle, you better not be looking at somebody else. All right.
0: Come on. Amen.
1: You can't look at somebody who didn't receive their miracle. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Don't touch in your thought life. When somebody uh, maybe you you know somebody who is believing God for a healing, a yeah. miracle, and you don't see them receive it, mm-hmm. don't touch that in your thought That's life. It. You That's want to know it. why? None of your business. None,
0: yeah. None yeah. of your
1: business. Yeah. There are things that go on between God and the spirit of a man that others do not know That's about. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. And if we start touching into our thought life, uh-huh. someone else's condition, right. someone else who didn't receive it, will weaken your yes. faith.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: That's what it says here. Abraham was not weak in faith because he didn't consider not only his own body, but his wife's body. What's that? The body of another person. He did not let his mind calculate that and factor that in to determine whether or not he would be able to produce a child and whether she would be able to produce a child. Very good. Amen. So many times people have problems with their faith because they're touching other people's yeah. business
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. in their thought life.
0: Yeah.
1: They're measuring because people can say, Fa- P- listen, I don't diminish this. People can say faith words yeah. and you can uh-huh. see their life going sometimes in a different direction than what they're mm-hmm. saying. Sure. And if you're not careful, it will cause you to start questioning. Uh, don't believe anything more than you believe what God says. Yeah. Don't Amen. believe somebody else's yes. body yes. more than you believe what God yes. says. Amen. Don't believe your own body more than what you believe Amen. what God says. Yes. Don't believe anything, anything more than you believe yeah. what God says. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what strong faith is. is. You say... I don't care what my body says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know what God says, yes. but you better know what God says yeah. in your spirit. Yeah,
0: yes. Amen. Amen.
1: So it says that Abraham being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not. Yeah. He staggered not. What sta- if someone is staggering, mm-hmm. what happens? Their pace is interrupted. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's
1: true. Mm-hmm. They're stumbling yep. over steps they're making. Uh-huh. Yes. They may make some steps forward, but a staggering person can also make some steps backward or to the side. They can fall over, pick themselves back up. Yes. You see, if someone is staggering, let's say they injured a limb mm-hmm. and they're staggering. Uh, that means it's not a forward, consistent yes. motion. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They're staggering. Doubting, wondering, c- measuring, considering your own body, considering yeah. the body of someone else will cause you to break pace. Oh. Amen. Oh. Amen. Yeah. To where you don't just keep moving forward every day, just keep right. pressing forward, just right. keep going forward every right. day. Yes. But he staggered not yeah. at the promise of God through unbelief. Unbelief turns us into staggerers. Now, unbelief can have a day or so where it's believing, but then it falls back into unbelief. We need to have a flow of our faith that's not in faith three days, talking faith three days in two weeks, we're talking doubt and unbelief. No, we've got to have a faith that's not yielding to unbelief. Unbelief will come, don't yield to it. It's a temptation to stagger. Unbelief is a temptation to stagger, to stop your progress, hinder your progress, hold back on your progress. But Abraham did not stagger at the promise of God. What did He, he didn't stagger at what God said. What God said, if I could say this humanly, was staggering in the sense of. He said, your descendants are going to outnumber the stars. If you can count the sand, Uh, uh you can count your descendants. Now that's, the mind cannot naturally, you can't compute that. But Abraham believed what his mind could not compute. He did not stagger. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Listen, Unbelief or the temptation of doubt comes to every Christian. I don't care yes. how far you are in your spiritual progress, in yes. your spiritual development. The temptation to doubt and to disbelieve comes. Yes. Talk to it. Yes. Answer it. Yes. Just like you would answer pain or yes. symptoms or lack. Talk to doubt. Say, doubt, I refuse to doubt. Unbelief, I refuse to disbelieve. I choose to believe. So it doesn't mean thoughts of doubt didn't come to Abraham. It means he didn't take them. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. Unbelief came, but he didn't take it. Because it would have made him stagger but he was strong in faith. Then he tells us what strong faith does. He was strong in faith. Number one, giving glory to God. How easy is that? It doesn't take any calculations on your part to say glory to God, glory to God. I glorify God who will bring this to pass. Not hard, It doesn't need you to figure out anything. This is what happens, though. We get into bad mental habits. Bad mental habits of wanting to figure it out, calculate it out, and have it written out on our paper, on our plan before we move ahead. Bad habit. Mm. Bad mental habit. Because many times you have to go not knowing.
0: Uh, Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. You have to go not knowing step number two, three, four, Uh five, and on. The only thing you need to make the next step, the only thing you need to know is to know what that next step is. You don't need to know step two, Uh step three, step four. Uh And for people who are very analytical Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they're used to calculating and measuring everything, it's because they like that their mind knows.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: True, true, that's true. That's fine for when you're crossing a street in busy traffic. You need to look. You don't want to walk out across that street by faith. You need to look. You need to to say, not only is this car coming, I see another car coming down the way, and there are several lanes. But when it comes to dealing with God, you don't hold him to the same terms you hold natural acts of crossing a street. Don't limit God. Don't limit God. And so here it says that Abraham was strong in faith, giving glory to God. It doesn't say Abraham knew everything. He did not know how everything was going to come to pass. He did not know how a hundred year old body that was dead produced a child and he didn't know how a womb that was now dead, produced. He did not know that, Amen. but he believed it. Amen. You don't have to know and understand the way things will play out before you believe they will come to pass.
0: That's right. Amen.
1: That's right. oh. Amen. So he was strong in faith, strong in faith. You need to say that about yourself. Instead of always tearing down your faith or accusing yourself of not having enough faith. Because listen, the devil will always tell you, you don't have enough for what you're facing. He'll always tell you that. Have you ever heard yourself, have these words ever come to you? Your faith is so strong. Congratulations. Take it on. (laughs) Take on that project. You've got more than enough faith. The devil will never, never bring to you Uh, and magnify your faith. He always accuses your faith because He's the accuser of the brethren. And if you join His ranks and start accusing yourself, you become a co-laborer with the wrong one. Instead of saying, I don't have faith, I'm not, you know, my faith mm-hmm. is weak. I, you know, it just when I pray, it doesn't, it doesn't come to pass. You need to start saying every time I pray, yes. I receive. Yes.
0: Yes.
1: Every time I release my faith, I, I receive. You need to say this. I always receive. I always, I always receive. I always yes. receive. Instead of saying I, I just struggle with, I just struggle with this. Quit that. Yeah. Amen. Bad mental habits right. produce wrong words. Right. Yeah. Amen but he, Abraham was strong in faith. Look at this. What did strong faith do? Give glory to God. If you give glory, if you will just focus, I glorify you, Father. I glorify you. I glorify you. I glorify, you. I glorify your word. I glorify what you've said to me. I glorify you. That is the, the language of strong faith. Yes. That's what strong faith does. Everyone can do it. And you know what? You don't have to figure out one thing before you do that. You don't have to figure out one thing before you glorify God. Amen. Amen. So he was strong in faith, Mm -hmm. giving glory to God. And so there were two things that strong faith did. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able He was able, not Abraham was able, God was able to perform it. We're not the performer of the miracles we need. We are a co-laborer with God in the sense that our faith gives him permission to work the miracle, but he's the performer. Amen. So Abraham had strong faith, number one, giving glory to God, and he was fully persuaded. You're fully persuaded. You are persuaded. You know God can do what he said. You know that. Don't don't get in this mental thing, well, am I fully? Yes, you are. You're fully persuaded. God can do this. God can do this. If you will say, I give you glory, God, because I'm fully persuaded that you can do it. That you perform What you say. There you go. There you go. Strong faith. Strong faith. You might not know 94 scriptures to confess. And I believe in confession, Mm -hmm. but doing this is the action of strong faith. I give glory to God, for I am fully persuaded that what He said, He performs. He performs in my life, He performs in the life of my family, He performs it in my body, He performs it in my business. Amen. He performs it in my local church. Amen. Do those two things and you're on the road of strong faith. But it tells us what strong faith won't do. Mm -hmm. And we looked at that. Remember, it will not consider its own body or it won't consider someone else's. That means it won't consider circumstances of self and it won't consider circumstances connected to someone else. There you go boom. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? I mean, in a nutshell, there is so much here yeah, right. described. That was so carnal.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that, when it talks about Abraham right here, it gives us in a nutshell how strong faith yes. behaves, yes. what strong faith says, yes. what strong faith does. Yeah. Right. You, have strong faith. Yes. you have strong faith. Yes. You have strong faith. Yes. You have strong faith. Yes. Amen. You say, well, Pastor Nancy, I just got saved. Well, say you got strong faith because yes. what you say, yes. you will move into. Amen. Yes. If you say my faith, just I struggle with faith, then you'll keep struggling. Yes. Yes. Right. So just say by faith, I have strong faith. Amen. And I give glory to God because everything he has said to me and everything that he has already provided for me, he shall perform it in my life. Because many times where where people start wavering is when they start thinking that they're the performer of it. That's true. That's true. That they have got to make these things come to pass. I love something that Sister Lillian B. Yeomans. If you don't have any of her books, get her books. Now, she, she was a teacher of divine healing in the first part. I think she might have gone home to be with the Lord like in the 1940s, somewhere around there. But she was raised up off of her deathbed. She was a medical doctor. And when she believed God and she was raised up off of her deathbed and went to preaching divine healing. She has four books. And sometimes I think that they've even compiled them into one now. Mm-hmm. But Lillian B. Yeomans, and uh, get her, Y-E-O-M-A-N-S is how you spell her name. But <clears throat> her, her, her books, so rich with healing truths. And I love something she says regarding what we just said mm-hmm. that many times people miss it because they think they've got to perform the fulfillment of this. God doesn't ask us to fulfill it. He asks us to believe that He fulfills it. But I love what Lillian B. Yeoman says. She recorded in her book. She said, God will bring it to pass. Yes, God will bring it to pass. For if it depended on you, it never would be true. But God will bring it to pass. (laughs) Amen. We can't perform this. The Holy Spirit is the performer. Yes. And He knows how to perform. He knows how to fulfill and bring to pass God's Word in our life. Amen? Amen. So we, we have to... This is where people waver. This is where people stagger is they start thinking, how can this happen? Uh, it doesn't matter how it happens. What matters is that it happens. And God performs it and He doesn't have to clue me in on the steps yeah. he will take to fulfill it. Because I guarantee you, the steps he, he works out, they'll be legal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'll bless your life. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. He won't have to do something underhanded to put you over. Amen. He'll bring it to pass and he won't have to rob from a certain arena of your life to bring it to pass. When he brings it to pass, every arena of your life is lifted. Amen. Well, I can sense that, that healing power that's present and I want to join my faith with you if you need healing in your body, if you need a miracle in any arena of your life release your faith with me. Join your faith with me. You reach out your hand just as a sign that I'm interested. I release my faith because your faith can lay hold of what God's provided. But we want to join our faith with yours. And I say, Satan, you take your hands off their life. You take your hands off their body. You take your hands off their finances. You take your hands off their family, off their home, off their business. And I say you take your hands off God's property. They belong to God and you cannot have what belongs to God. And we believe you, Father. We call for the answers, the healing power, the miracle power, the provision of God, the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God that's needed. We call for it to come in Jesus' name and we receive it right now. We receive it and we believe in the power of God and we say power's flowing right now because I always receive. I always receive. I always receive. Amen. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss next time because, as I say every time, we just scratching the surface.
0: <laughs> There's
1: so much more to say. Uh, but until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you.
0: To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit Dufresne Ministries.org. In Nancy Dufresne's classic book, The Greatness of God's Power, she teaches how God wants us to know His power that is in our direction. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Paducah, Kentucky at World Harvest Church of Paducah, May 21st through the 25th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org.